hello everyone. Thank you for joining us for the second TBC Power Hour this month. Um, today is March 25th, 2020. Um, I'm going to be joined with our host, Robert Martin, a professional land surveyor. He's a senior technical lead at NEI, and we'll, we're going to show you guys how to find and correct common field data errors made in the field and then how to correct those within Business Center. Um, so like I said, the presenters would be myself, uh, Jeff Ryan. I'm the product manager for Trimble Business Center, and I'll leave some time for Robert to introduce himself and give a little background information. Well, hey guys, I get, first thing I wanted to tell you was how this uh, kind of came about. Um, you know, surveyors have a tendency to go out and um, survey a lot of stuff and break things, right? So I thought this was a great way for us to show you how to fix things. So a little background on me, my name is Robert Martin. I'm a licensed land surveyor in uh, Arkansas, Mississippi. I have been surveying since probably 18 years old. And in three days, I will be 53, if that tells you anything. So I've been called everything from uh, MacGyver to high-tech redneck. So um, I, I promise you, if nothing else, this is going to get entertaining. So <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Robert. All right. With that said, we'll go ahead and discuss some of the agenda today. So we'll, we'll cover some projections and scale factors and how that can affect your project. We'll show you how to navigate through the Project Explorer to get a better understanding of, you know, viewing your total station data versus GPS and give a better understanding of your project as a whole and how to navigate through that. Uh, we'll also show uh, how to merge points and how that may solve more than one problem just by merging a point. Um, and then we'll discuss prisms and rod height adjustments. Um, we'll also go into uh, making a correction after you set up on the wrong point. Uh, we'll take some time to do some Q&A. Um, and in the meantime, if you have any questions during the power hour, please just fill them in the questions box um, in that panel, and we'll try to get those answered as quick as possible. And if we don't get to any of the questions, we'll get to them um, after the webinar and reach out direct. Um, and then afterwards, we'll talk a little bit about resources and some of our game plans with the next TBC power hours this month um, on a weekly basis, so stay tuned. So with that, we'll go ahead and show you how to find and correct field, field errors in TBC. Um, what we're going to do next is I'll turn it over to Robert and he can take control here and he'll jump right into TBC. Hey guys. So, um, I kind of, after I started putting all this stuff together, I thought maybe this should, instead of being, um, how to fix problems, I got thinking about it and I thought maybe this actually should be called how to merge data because typically in business center, when you have a problem and you need to fix it, you merge data. So. Some of the things I wanted to start out talking to you guys about was um, what can happen to you when, um, let's say that you have, um, a lot of guys want to use 5,000, 5,000 for a coordinate system. So when you have 5,000, 5,000, and you bring that into a coordinate system, a latitude and longitude is created. When that latitude and longitude is created from that 5,000, 5,000, whatever projection you're in, you've, you've already messed up. It's almost impossible to fix it. But Actually, there's a way in Business Center to fix it. I can show you. So um, another problem that we have is that servers will go out. They'll set up their total station. They'll do, there again, 5,000, 5,000. They'll set up backsite, go out and tie in a bunch of stuff. And then um, whenever um, um, that maybe the other field crew comes in with GPS, sets points, and then they have to do a, like a rotation and translation and some kind of CAD package or something like that. So it's kind of difficult. So I've got a couple of different ways I'm going to show you guys how to do this. So the first thing I want to do is I'm going to bring in this project that I actually shot out here in the field out in front of the house. So if you'll notice down here in the bottom, the lower right-hand corner, it says Mississippi West. This coordinate system is 5,000, 5,000. So if I go up here and look at these points, so I brought these points in. And um, as you can see, the northing and easting is 5,000, 5,100. That's, you know, pretty common, 10,000, 10,100, something like that. So, and as you can see right here, it's created a latitude and longitude, okay? So by it bringing in a latitude and longitude, what this has happened here is this, it has taken Mississippi West, which is a coordinate system I've got it in, and it's taken this 5,000 coordinate system and it's created a latitude and longitude. Now, when it does that, you're, you're pretty much hosed because there's really no way to fix that. Let me show you what happens here. If I turn on this background map, as you can see, 
I'm out here by San Antonio somewhere. So if I go in and I'm going to change the color of that to red, so you can see it a little bit better in there. But as you can see, I am nowhere near the uh, Mississippi East, which is actually where I'm supposed to be, okay? So that creates a huge problem. And even if you say, well, hey, Robert, man, just change it to, uh, to Mississippi East then. So I'm gonna change it. We're gonna go Mississippi East. And I say, okay. You can see by the way it did my screen that it's reprojected it. But guess what? We're still in Texas. So that doesn't do me much good. There's not much of a way to fix that without doing something drastic. So this is this is one thing I wanted to show you. So we're gonna go in here and right now I'm going to delete. And if you look, probably one of the biggest things I could show you guys is, is Project Explorer. So a lot of us, especially old school guys like me, we're used to having raw data. This is our raw data on this left-hand side, this Project Explorer and this property toolbox. So I'm gonna go in and delete all those points out of there. So now if I look, you look down here at the bottom, I've changed it to Mississippi East. And if you look just to the right of that, see that little bitty tiny ball? That little bitty tiny ball is a recompute. You can either use F4 or you can hit that ball and it will recompute. It recomputes whatever you're doing. We're gonna be doing that a lot. So one of, one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give to you is always look down there. To me, that ball needs to be the size of a basketball so I know that I need to do a recompute. You see that ball down there in that corner, hit recompute. So now what we're gonna do, I'm gonna go ahead and turn this map off for right now. And I'm gonna bring this scale job back in. Now then, if this scale job that I just brought in lands in the right place, it should be in the Gulf of Mexico. So anybody that wants to be in Mississippi and use 5,000, 5,000, that lands in the Gulf of Mexico. Can you imagine what that does for your scale when you, you set up and backside or you do anything? because you're, you're outside of your projection. So as you can see, you'd have a half a pretty tall total station to be able to set up in that area. So let me turn this map back off again. So there again, if you look, I've got these points over here, right? So just like I was talking about, if I click on 100, 5,000, 5,000, see the little arrow right out here just to the left of 100? I click on that, anything you see in blue can be changed, okay? So if I wanted to edit that coordinate right here, I could, and we'll do that here in a little bit. So let's look at this. I've got this job in here, so how do I fix this? I mean, this could be the same thing as like, if your surveyors went out and they didn't have a GPS unit and they went out there and set two nails, took off 5,000, 5,000, your other crew comes back and they shoot in those points, then you've got to bring it into some kind of CAD package and you've got to do a translate and rotate. So the bad thing about that is when you're using CSV files, you no longer have vector lines in between your points, okay? So these are total station, I'm gonna call them vector lines. They go from point to point, you'll see this in RTK. So if we look, this blue line right here is an azimuth line. So that's my, I set up here, I backsided, 101 and I turn around and set all these points, okay? So what I did just so I could show you guys how this stuff works is I also shot everything with GPS. Now, if you notice, I'm, I'm on the other screen over here, the one that you were looking at a while ago, and um, I've got my files open up, I'm dropping and dragging. So I'm holding down the left mouse key, I'm gonna release, and it's asking me, do I want to convert to the imported files definition or do I want to keep the existing project? If I had a nickel for every time somebody called me and go, Robert, I, I just don't know what to do, Robert. Well, let me tell you, convert to the imported file definition means that there's something different between your, your TBC project and your access project. Nine chances out of 10, it's the name of the geoid model. That's, and, and like right now, if I was to go look at the geoid model I've got in here, I'm probably running, 
I could be either way. I could be running 18 in the project and 12 in business center or one of the, I know I've got one of the other. So I'm just gonna go ahead and keep my office stuff. So when I bring these points in, it's going to, if I'm actually using Geoid 18, it's gonna keep it. So let's bring it in here. Okay. Now let's look. So here's the base station. I used um, Mississippi um, single base solution to set my nail right here. Then I set a base up and then I set all these points. So you can see these points come around here. There's seven of them. So if we go over here and look at this one, you're gonna see seven points around it. Voila. Now then, how do I get this back in Mississippi where it's supposed to be, right? So remember that merge point thing I was talking about a while ago? So if I click on point number 100, and I'm gonna show you, there's a couple different ways to do this. If I had a set of notes or something like that, I could go in here and look. So 100 equals two. Now I got, I can either select it right here or I can hold down my control button and select number two right there. So now both of them are selected, both of them have turned orange. So now if I go into survey and I go up to merge points, here's the tricky part. If any of you guys are watching my videos, you know that this, this little part right here just drives me insane. You don't hit that little plus, you don't know what's going on. So let's look at this. Here's a horizontal quality. Both of them are survey grade, vertical quality, point ID. And it says final point. So when I do a merge point, where do I want to end up at? Well, I want to go from one, I want all those 100 points to land over here with number two. So I'm going to click hit this final point. So if you look, point number 100 is going to move a long way. They're going to need a plane ticket to get over to this one. So if I say, okay. Hey, Robert, do you mind switching your background to a, a lighter color? It seems like people might be having a hard time tracking your cursor on the dark background. Uh, I can if I could figure out where that button's at. It's on the, the bottom screen there. Uh, yeah, it's so tiny now. I don't know why it's so the, tiny. That little square with the, if you go over to the left, keep where it says US survey foot a couple down. Keep going, keep going. Is it that one? Right, right there. I went and got out of my truck and got my glasses is what I should have so I could see it. Okay, does that help? Does that work for everybody? Yeah, I, I really, so. I really don't back. like background. This just FYI, okay? Okay, so um, that was 100 that we moved. So now we're going to look at 101. So I'm going to select 101. And now I'm going to come up back up here. There again, I can do it a couple different ways. Hold down the control button, which is almost behind me. Select that. There again, I go back into merge points. Open that back up again. Where do I want to go? My final point needs to be point number one. Someone say okay. Now then, has anybody noticed this great big massive red ball down here at the bottom? How it showed up? It's telling me I need to, re to do a recompute for anything to work. That's what it's telling me. Well, let me zoom out here so you can see what's going on. Okay, I'm gonna hit F4 on the keyboard. Boom. So it just did that. So now if we go in and look, we've got vector lines here, one to two. We got vector lines running up here. Hmm, looks kind of crazy. There's something we need to do. What do we need to do? How about we do this? How about we come over here to the Project Explorer bar? If you look right there, it says grid, and it says 5,000, 5,000. Hmm, I think that's messing us up. Let's delete it. And if we look down here at the bottom right, we get the little recompute ball again. Look at there. How's that for you? So now everything's lined up. So I just moved everything from that 5,000, 5,000 over here to where it's supposed to be. So now if we look, let's say we look at these two points. 
Now, they're not hitting exactly, right? I mean, they're not right on top of each other. One was done total station. You know, one was done with GPS. So let's just look. Let's go down here to the view filter manager that I have open down here in the bottom left-hand corner. And I go to show elevation. Wow. My elevation's way off. What happened? Well, should have been closer. Let's see. So let's see what the goofball surveyor did out there in the field. So if we go look at 103 and we look right here. So two to 103, let's see where that's at. Let's go out from two to 103. Well, that's not my backside or anything. So why is it? It says five foot target information, five foot custom prism. So I was using a Seco prism with a minus 30 millimeter offset. And I, I set a uh, regular prism pole, and that's what I use for my backside. So it, it appears that what's happened is, because normally with the robot, you would run about six and a half feet, and you'd be running some type of prism, usually not a Seco, because it's not going to track you very well if you got a Seco prism. So what I need to do now is I need to change my, my target height here. So let's go in and look under... GPS, no, get scale, look, um, backside bearing. I'll look you down here. So it still says the same thing. So one of the, the thing is, you got to remember this is raw data, right? So this is a chronological order of everything that happened that you were doing. So we're going to look at this thing. If we look from two to one, you can see I've got a five foot backside. One of the things you notice is when I click on that two to one, if you look over here, my azimuth line is now selected. If I go two to one of three, now this line is selected where I came down to one of three. So if I go back and look two to one, five foot, yep, that's what I used. Custom prism, use Seco prism, minus 30 millimeter offset. So I need to go, boy, am I gonna have to go to each one of these? and change these because every one of them, what if I had a hundred of them in here? What would I do then? So I forgot to change my backside. So luckily you can do this. Hold down your shift button, select one, hold down your shift button. Do that right there. Now I can go in here, say 6.5. And if I look under custom prism, R10 360, okay, look it down here, lower right-hand corner, compute project, boom. Now then, let's look. How's that? Is that any better? So I'm a couple of hundreds off now. Let's see what I look like on distance-wise. If I go from here to here, we look over here on the right, my grid distance is basically 200s. So I'd say that's pretty close between the GPS and the robot. What do you say? Not bad for an old surveyor. Now, let me show you what happens. Let me back up here. Oh, did you see that? So, and of course, I've got somebody trying to call me. And he's tried to call me for about three days. So, um, what, what happened was when I backed up, remember I have, I have the recompute, right? So let's go forward. You see that? This is one of the big things I want to show you guys is what's going on here. So when I change the height from five foot to 6.5 and I change that prism, my distance changed. So if you'll remember that the way an instrument works is off the horizontal angle, vertical angle and slope distance. So everything changed. It didn't change a bunch. So if you look, well, my poor eyes, looks like about a tenth right there. So if I go forward, come back and look, I'm 200s. So when you do a CSV file and you bring a CSV file into um, CAD, what you would have done in this situation was you would have rotated, you would have translated, and then you would have just said, okay, well, it, it should have been another foot and a half higher. So you probably would just change the elevations on the point one on, and you'd have been 
a few hundreds off, right? So, and that would have been on every point. So if you were traversing, it could have really been bad. So merge points can be your friend. So let's look while we're here. I wanted to show you guys, I want to point out some stuff to you. So if we look, we start up here at the top. I got a point ID 103. Remember what I told you earlier? Anything in blue, you can change. So I can disable that if I need to, for whatever reason. True height, raw height of instrument. If you look right here, let's see, is it right there? Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking total station. That's GPS point. So, um, so true vertical, that's actually, oh, maybe I am. Oh, that's where I was supposed to be at. Whoops, sorry, I was a little too high. So you've got bottom of notch, you've got um, bottom of V10. I can't believe that's still in there. Uh, lever of S, uh, V10 extension. Uh, SX notch, you know, that the it, true vertical is going to be to the mark on the side of the total station. And then you've got the notch, um, and an S series notch, which is the notch on the down in the bottom. And it's a place where you can actually hang a tape on. So you've got all these different options in here to where you can change that measurement from. So if the measurement wasn't to the true vertical, you can actually change it to whatever it need to be. I'm, I'm sure your field crews keep really good notes and they would know that, right? So, um, Prism type, you saw me change that. Um, it's not a back sight. It's actually this point down here. So use for horizontal and vertical. And then here's all my information, right? So it was, uh, here's my horizontal, vertical, my slope. It was I shot it on face one. Here's the time. Uh, computed data. So we've got the horizontal distance in here and all that. We've got the accuracy of the instrument. Yes, it was a three second S5 total station that I used. So you can see where everything is at. So Everything is here. All your information is in here. If I go up here to this, now you, we've got the same thing. I can pull down and, and look and change it if I need to. I can decide whether I want to use phase center, what I want to do. And this is the part I really like, which I think is super important, is that so I can look at my PDOPs, which is my geometry. I can look at my H dops, I can look at my V dops, and then this is a precision, horizontal precision, vertical precision. This is like a confidence level right here, 95%. So this is where my horizontal and vertical is. One of the things I really wanna point out that I like to tell everybody that I can, that this number right here is a calculated number. I see so many times, I'll see posts on Facebook and stuff where guys are saying, look how close my GPS is. It says down here at the bottom, I'm within 100. No, it just got really good math. It's got a really good calculator in it because that's all it's doing. That is a, a probability of the intersection of the trilateralization that it's actually doing for that point. And it says, hey, I think based on this math, I'm this close. You could still be 12 feet off, just saying. So number of satellites, 23. Uh, I took a three minute shot. I was using RTCM. Apparently my latency was one second. Um, azimuth, height, all of those stuff. And you'll notice I was using an R12, but I'm really bad about turning the tilt comp compensator off. So um, there's no information on tilt. If I'd had the tilt compensator turned on, we would know whether or not I had it level. And this way you guys can't accuse me of anything, right? So it's not on. So that kind of runs us through um, bringing that stuff in and um and showing it i guess i could kick the map on there is something else i would like to show you guys hey robert we had a question come in from benjamin um, he was asking how about disabling the points instead of deleting you can you can disable delete i'm deleting it because i'm bringing i'm i can either delete it or i can create a whole nother project i'm trying to just trash everything right but you can you can go in and enable and disable right up here i can enable or disable anything I want to. I can also enable it as a check. So absolutely. I'm just deleting it because I'm kind of doing this in stages. So awesome. um, Thanks, Robert. So trying to think if there's anything I saw really tell you. So if we look up here, you can see that's point number one, a backside of point number two. Let's see. 
I mean, not actually backside. That's point number one was where my base was setting. So, and then number two is the one I shot, number three. And then if I come down here and look at 103, we look at 104, 105. There again, any of my select, it's gonna pop up and show me that, that, that line. So if we look, that's coming from number two. So that's definitely a total station vector. So, so one other thing I was meaning to show you here, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the background maps that are actually in Business Center. Let's see if I can get this to load my slow internet. So that's where I shot this at. This is out in the yard out in front of my shop building. So um, this is kind of cool for you guys that want background maps and stuff like that in your data collector. This is a georeferenced image. And I just wanted to show, I know I'm kind of getting a little bit off topic, but I really think this is important. So um, if I can remember exactly where it's at, there it is. So if I hit this capture button right here, what it's gonna do is it's gonna capture this JPEG. This JPEG will have a world file with it. You can take both of these files and you can load it into your data collector for a background map if you wanted to. So this image is, is actually kind of old, but um, you know if you're just needing something so you can kind of see where the fence lines are at or, or property corners are at, this thing's pretty handy. So I just wanted to throw that out there to you. So now uh, I'm gonna show you guys how to fix a bad setup and backside. And I know I am fairly confident that all you guys out there, all you surveyors and survey managers never have a problem with your crews setting up on the wrong point and backsiding the wrong point. I know that never happens and I probably shouldn't be showing you this because it's pointless, right? <laughs> Happened with my guys every day. So let's just go ahead, instead of doing anything crazy, I'm just gonna say new. I'm gonna say, okay. I'm just gonna start a whole new project so we can do this all over again. I'm telling you, Jeff, those icons down at the bottom are teeny tiny for some reason. So- um, yeah, You, you can switch do? those in the settings. I think it's this 4K monitor I'm working on. So, this is supposed to be the same thing we were just looking at. Anybody out there see a problem with uh, with this? Um, I think it was supposed to be setting up right here. Here's the points that um, that I have in this job. That man, that thing just looks crazy. So, what do we need to do here? So, there again, we're going to drill down, and we're going to drill down. And we're gonna drill down and we're gonna drill down there. Okay, so now I've got pretty much everything opened up. You know what, let's just open everything, there's the points. So we've got all this information in here and the problem is, is we got a wrong setup and a wrong backside, right? So if we go in here and look, I've got 101 and 102 and there's not much I can do here if I if I look at this. Uh, you can see what I called the job, right? Wrong backside. So I'm kind of cheating. So I can go in here and maybe change the coordinate. Um, I might be able to go in and let's look at 101. And as we flip down through here, we're going to see all these different angles that we turned. 102 is telling me it's got a problem of some kind. As I flip down through here. So, hmm, how do I fix this? I could just jump to it and tell you, or we could have a lottery maybe. How about that? We could have a lottery and the right person that gets it will like give them something, pat on the back or something. Okay, so remember what I said a while ago, anything in blue, I can change, right? So this is gonna blow you away. That really needs to be 102, doesn't it? And that really needs to be 101. So what I can do is I can go in and say 102. Whoops. I've got this keyboard in a really awkward place. 102, when I hit anywhere, click anything, it's telling me I need to do something here. Allow duplicate, merge points, and cancel. 
So what are we going to do? Oh, my favorite things. Like I said, I should I, we shouldn't rename this merge points. I'm going to hit merge points. So now look what happened. Now I've got two number two, 102s. I go right there. I select that. And I call that one 101. Click. Merge point. Hmm. Still looks kind of odd, though. <clears throat> it's it's closer, but still my points are in the wrong place. What do I need to do? Gosh darn it. Uh oh, wait. What do we see down here? Recompute. Ta-da. So there you go. So that is that is actually pretty easy to fix a setup and backside in here. I, I was kind of amazed at how easy it was. So let's do this. Let's bring in our GPS control. And I'll tell you, I didn't do a really good job with this one, by the way, guys. So it's not going to be as tight as the other one was. But let's bring it in and look at it anyways. So if we go in here and look, let's look between 6 and 106. And I got flags going on and everything else, points out of tolerance, blah, blah, blah. So if I click on inverse, and I inverse in between these two points, hmm, I'm a long ways off. So we need to do the same thing we did while ago. So if I click right here and look, that's 101 to 102. Let's look. 101 to 102. Let's see how that line's lit up. That's my backside. So if we look, starting at 103, same problem, right? I've got the wrong rod height, and I've got the wrong prism again. So let's change them. As you can see, we got the same problem again. Recompute. Move closer. My elevations aren't nearly as good as they were a while ago when I was um, messing with the other one. Still have some issues in this thing. What is the problem with this? Hmm, let me see. So if we remember, I've got a base down here. So actually what I need to do, what I should have done in the first place was I should have deleted some of these points in here because I've had these CSV files in here. But for right now, I'm just going to do this. Oops. Wow, that didn't work. So I have CSV files, number six, and I have 106. So, hmm, 21760. I got two points down here. So at any point, I want to do anything in here. I can go in and I've got some issues with some elevations. And this this is kind of like a to me a like a, a down and dirty, like man, I, I'm 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 at a loss. I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what's going on. So but if I click on that point right there, there are two points in there. There's number two and one oh one. So if I click on number two, there it is. But if I click on this one, there it is in blue, the elevation. So I've got the height, elevation, and everything in there. If I click on right here, I've got all this. So in it, if I wanted to change the elevations to make these elevations match, then I would go in here and click on that point any of those points, and then I can go in and change whatever I want to in there. So if I want to change 101 and I want to make the elevation 500, I could literally just go right there, change it to 500, do a recompute, and we're going to see it change all those points that the vector lines are tied to. So that um, that is how you go in and kind of, I call it like a fast fix, right? So if you wanted to just go in and change elevations, which is probably not my preferred method to do it, but I know how things get kind of crazy out in the field, and sometimes you don't have a choice. So I just wanted to kind of show you guys that little feature and how that works. So in order to fix all this stuff, um, what I would want to do is come back in here and 
Well, I'll tell you what, let's just do this. We got a little bit of time, okay? So I've got nothing in here right now. I'm in US survey feet. So if I bring in wrong backside and we look at this thing, you can see those points that I'm talking about, right? So, but one of the things, the, the big reason I wanted to point this out to you is I was in scale factor and our scale only. So now if you look, I'm in Mississippi East, right? So whatever your project definition is in the, in the uh, data collector is gonna come over. If you've got, like we did a while ago, if you have like um, a project setting already set up, like if I'd, if I'd clicked on Mississippi East to begin with, uh, then when I brought it in, it would have said, wait a minute, there's a conflict between the office and the field. And it's like I said, I mean, I get that phone call a lot. So I, I almost feel like I really kind of need to hammer at home that um, when you're looking at, when you're bringing data in, you have to make a decision. Did the guys in the field, did they do it right or not? So like I did, I said, well, I'm gonna save the office edits. That's what I did a while ago. If you save the office edits and then they've got everything messed up, that could be a problem, right? So you got to be real careful about how you're going to do all that stuff. So right now, let's do this. I want to get rid of those points. So I want to get rid of this base. And I want to get rid of this because I know all those are bad. So now that's what I'm left with. So let's kind of clean this up a little bit. We're going to go back in. Let's drill down, drill down. And look, I keep missing that one and look back again. So there again, if I want to click merge points, merge points, down here in the corner, there's that great big old monstrous basketball size recompute ball. There it is, it turned it around. Now then, let's bring in some good control. So here's some GPS control we're gonna bring in. Those other points were just CSV files because they were just, they have no vector lines tied to them. So, with, and I go back to the same thing. My issue with CSV files is, is that it's a coordinate. There's no vector line tied to it. It's hard for me to manipulate the data. I literally just had to delete it out of here because it's just a CSV point that was in the data collector that has no vector line tied to it. There's no association to anything. I, I would literally have to go move or do something with every point. And you saw how it messed the job up, having those points in there. So these are things you need to think about when you're getting ready to bring a project in and get prepared and, and looking at things. So um, we go in here and look. That's why I said I thought I had two points in there. That's the way it should have fell, just like that. And if we look between here and here, 300s. Is that acceptable? Guess what we can do? You got it. We can merge points if we wanted to. I'm going to leave it alone and I'm going to go back in here. Let's change our height again, change the prism. So by selecting the ones that are bad, and I, I can see that was everything that was done from 101 because I changed it, right? I flipped it from what it was. So everything from 101 had a bad, bad uh, rod height to it. So I need to change it. So what I like about this little tool is the fact that I've had several people ask me, oh my God, Robert, do I have to change each and every one of them? No, you don't. You just select it. Works the same way with, with GPS or with robotic total station or conventional total station data, whatever. You just go in and change it like that. So there again, we have a recompute down there. Uh, let's uh, show elevations. Now, this was actually shot at a different time with the uh, with the robotic tool station. I actually went out there to, a few days ago and actually set a nail off the network, and I was having really hard time getting initialization. It was it was um, my RMSs. Everything was really high for some reason that day. But the big thing I wanted to point out again is by me changing the height, just by changing that height, look at how that changes. 
that distance changes. That when I saw that when I was doing this, when I was putting all this together, I was like, oh wow, how many years did I just do the CSV thing, right? How many years did I go in and just change the elevation? And I mean, that actually made it closer. Hey, so, Robert, could you could you yeah. show them the point derivation report too, just to show them what changes were made? Yeah. So if we go to 104 or 101 to 105, uh, the vector or the uh, I'm gonna call it vector line total station line is number four, and that one. Then I select it. I probably should have done that before I actually changed it. Let's look at number. Let's look at this one. See what it says. See if it's got anything for us. So, same thing. Just give me some information. Yeah, I probably should run it to point duration before point before I actually did that change in it. So you could see. Let's see what happens if we do this. Oh, can't do it. I could look at a vector list. I could disable vectors. I can do all kinds of stuff. So, um, there again, if I wanted to merge this, same thing. Go to survey, merge points, select. Select, pull down, which one do I want to hold? Maybe I want to hold that one. I say, okay, and it moved it. And there again, let's say that um, I want to raise that up a 10th for some reason or something like that. Uh, let me go back in to Project Explorer. Number two, click on that. Let's make it a 217.73. Do a recompute. Like I say, this is just kind of a down and dirty here. Oh, but it fit better. Just saying, maybe you run levels on it and you're like, you know, you want to change the elevation of that point because you ran levels on it and now you see that there was, like I had, a problem with getting a good shot on that point where I set up in backside. So maybe you want to go in and change the elevation. So I just kind of thought, um, you know, what? this all started from Joe and I having a conversation. And I was like, man, you know, the big draw to me to Business Center is being able to fix my data. Um, I don't know. Uh, some of you may remember like SurveyLink back in the day. And um, we used it a lot. And, and the same thing. I was able to go in to the raw data and fix my fix issues. Like if I had a bad backside or you know, guys forgot to zero the gun back in the day or something like that, I could go in and fix it. And and today, I know that we're all just running and gunning as fast as we can, but bringing a CSV file straight into like Civil 3D or Carlson or something like that, I don't have any control over that CSV file. It's a lockdown as a coordinate and that just spooks me. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you sit around and think about it a little bit and you see the little movements that we've made and the adjustments that we've done and stuff like that, and I mean, we haven't done anything crazy. It's just simple stuff. So I think Business Center is um, a really great tool to do this. And and we're not, we're not using any of the power of Business Center. We're literally just using the the lowest version of Business Center is all we're into. We haven't, we haven't got into um, intermediate or advanced or any of that stuff. So this is all just super, super basic stuff. So that's about all I got, Jeff. What you got, man? All right. Well, let's go ahead and go uh, into some Q&A. Let's start asking some questions here. Um, if you can pass that back to me, Robert, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? We can leave you on the screen in case you can demo some of these questions uh, for now. Okay. Um, let's see here. We had a good question come in from Mark. Um, he's saying, is there any way uh, to decouple total station and GNSS data? I have had crews set up on an RTK vector multiple times. Hmm, that is an interesting question. So let me see if I understand. He's had crews set up on the same point multiple times, and I need a little bit more information. 
Okay. Uh, I had a question come in from Keith, and he said, can you show how to make a PPK adjustment? To make a, well, if I had any post-processing or, um, yeah, post-process kinematic data in here, I probably could, but there's nothing in here PPK, so. Now, we could do something offline somewhere if we wanted to. Um, I could probably find some data somewhere. We can, we can reach out to him. Sorry, these questions are appearing so fast that it's hard to read them. Um, <laughs> Sounds like we need to make a list. Could you, uh, we had a question coming from Chris. He'd like to see the optical spreadsheet. Let me pull that Automate. up real quick and show that off. There we go. So optical spreadsheet's right up here. It says optical, right there. Right under the survey tab. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that, um, let's see if I can find it up here. There again, it is so small. Right there, reports. This is something that I think that gets overlooked a lot, and that's the report tab. So um, whenever you're doing anything, you can um, click on a report and there's not that many points in here. Why is it taking so long? There it goes. You know, and you can go in here and, and look at the um, all the points. And everything in here. So 103 was a point that I deleted on purpose so that there would be no data. So there's question marks on number 103. So if you'll notice, there's no number 103. Deleted. Right there. All right. I'm trying to sift through these questions. They're coming in really fast here. Here's a good one. This is probably one everybody would like to know more about. So if I wanted to, which one are you seeing there? This is called local site settings. So grid to ground is always a huge question, right? So it's super easy in here to go in and go grid to ground. There's my scale. So if I applied it, that would be my ground scale factor. Just in case somebody wanted to go grid to ground, and I chose that base point right there as my origin point. I just looked up, saw it, thought I'd throw it out there. Also, I had a question coming from Kalik. Is there any way of change or checking signal to noise ratio for a GPS point in TDC? Signal to noise ratio. Wow. I have no idea if there is a way to check signal to noise ratio in here. I mean, I think of, when I think of signal to noise, I'm thinking I'm looking at post processing data. Yeah, and you can go into the session editor, editor and view. Um, yeah, where, exactly. where the where the system was losing signal, um, and then edit from there. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend you you go to the session editor, click. Yeah, and I, I don't have any static data in here, so it wouldn't do me any good if I went over there. Okay. Yeah, we had many questions come in, guys, and we only have five minutes left, so we'll try to answer these um, at another time and reach out to you direct. Um, in the meantime, Robert, do you want do you mind shifting the presentation over to me, and we'll we'll go through some of the resources and discuss the next power hours coming up. Okay, I think it's yours. Thank you. All right, guys. So with that, we'll go into some resources and next steps for all of you. Um, I'll let Robert talk about uh, the NEI website and some of the support that he has on his YouTube channel. So a couple of years ago, uh, out of desperation, I want to say. Um, I created this YouTube channel. So customers are calling me as I'm driving down the road and they're asking me questions. And I, I started thinking about all the questions that everybody's asked me. And I was like, you know, they need a better resource for um, to find these problems. So that was the reason I put this together. And, and my goal was I didn't want it to be salesy. I wanted it to be support. I wanted you to be able to look at it. I wanted you to be able to, first of all, kind of enjoy watching the video but also to get something out of it as well. So that was the reason I built it. Now, that being said, with NEI also has a YouTube page and occasionally we'll throw some of these videos over on there. There's a, a huge amount of resources that Eric Brock has put on our YouTube page as well. So uh, I would highly recommend you jump over to um, NEI GPS uh, YouTube and, and go look at what Eric has posted. 
but um pretty much uh man we've got just about everything you could think of on our website so we've got um anything you want you can order it straight off the website if you want to you can give me a call one of the other sales guys a call um you know but it's a great place to go look to find information we're always posting new stuff on our website as far as you know like um any kind of support thing that comes up maybe new firmware or something like that it's it's all on here so it, it's just a wealth of information in there awesome thank you robert um, I'd also refer you guys to the TBC webpage. Uh, we also have some good material there for utilities, licensing, and installation help. Uh, we also post product bulletins, white papers, and downloads from time to time, and also have some customer success uh, stories and testimonials for you guys, um, and then all the links to the YouTube channels and bulletins, et cetera. Uh, so check out the Trimble TBC page. Uh, we also have our TBC YouTube channel, so along with Robert's, uh, we've got quite a workflow-based uh, playlist going on. We have 285-plus videos at the moment. Uh, it's a great opportunity to go learn and troubleshoot. Uh, so check that out when you have some time. Yeah, that's, that's we also where I have, found it. Okay. Um, we also have past TBC Power Hours for you guys to just go watch any session on demand for free. Um, there's been some great material over the years that have been posted. Um, so please check that out as well. Some next steps for you guys, if you haven't already, um, go ahead and download TVC version 520 at trimble.com slash TVC, or you can get a free 30-day uh, demo license from your local distribution partner. If, you're, if you don't know where your distribution partners are, uh, please visit this partner locator link here on this slide, and we have locations all around the globe. Um, so next, we'll talk about the TVC power hours coming up. Um, so given the current situation with the virus, we understand many of you may be working from home and uh, maybe your kids are driving you nuts. So maybe you can uh, go into a separate room and learn some TBC. So um, every week in April, we're going to kind of leverage some previous power hours and, and bring them to life again. Uh, we'll have some of the TBC team standing by to answer some of your questions as you have them um, and just kind of replay some of that material and get you learning some more TBC. Uh, we also have Dr. Drew Smith from NGS uh, on April 29th, so the last Wednesday of April. Um, he'll join us and he'll discuss some NSRS modernization um, changes that are happening at NGS. Uh, so please join us for that one. That'll be pretty interesting. Um, thank you guys for attending. We hope that you found this useful, and thank you very much for Robert for all his uh, preparation that he put together for this and uh, very knowledgeable host. So thank you all. Yeah, guys, I greatly appreciate it. I'm glad you guys listened in. And of course, I can't let you go until. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I just had to do that. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Robert.